there is a lot riding on 2021, right? We are all hoping for a brilliant year. But have you considered that to take your business into orbit, you need to embrace failure in 2021? That might sound strange and it might sound unappealing, but stay with me and find out exactly what I'm talking about. Welcome to this week's episode of the Resign and Shine podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton, and I am a transformation and success coach, a certified positive psychology coach, and an expert in turning female entrepreneurs and side hustlers into empowered, purpose-led, and productive CEOs of their own businesses. I help people just like you Get rid of all of those self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviours so that you free up your mindset to be the very best business owner that you can be and have the very best life that you can have without those unpleasant and unhelpful sabotaging behaviours and thoughts getting in your way or keeping you stuck. In today's episode, I'm going to be digging into something which is absolutely crucial for you in terms of transforming your mindset for the work that you want to do and the business goals that you want to smash in 2021. And today's episode centers around the idea that you absolutely need to be in the business of failing. And that can sound really negative, really um, unattractive, maybe something that you absolutely wouldn't plan to aim for. So in today's episode, I'm going to be really challenging that thinking and really putting failure and the idea of failure as a force for good within your life and within your business front and center because it really is a game changer and it's something that I personally work on a lot and something that I hold in high esteem. It's an approach that has served me really well so I've seen the benefits of accepting and almost embracing failure within our businesses. So I'm going to talk to you today about why it's important to be in the business of failing and what I mean by that. And I'm also going to touch on how big businesses certainly fail and how we can absolutely learn from their approach to their mistakes, not their actual mistakes, but their approach to their mistakes and their ways of rectifying failure and moving on and learning and growing based on the things that they didn't get right the first time. I'm also going to be talking about why it is a problem if we allow ourselves and our mindsets to always try to avoid failure and to not be in that business of failing and to almost reject that as a concept and how damaging that can be. And I also want to talk to you about why failing can be so delicious, why it can be such a positive and why when we reframe our approach to failure and the way that we look at the idea of getting things wrong, we can really transform our mindset, our world and our businesses. So yeah, we'll dig into that in, in a lot of detail later on. 
As ever, I will try and finish with some actionable insights and tips on how you can embrace failure and how you can bring the business of failing into your experiences in 2021. And I think what's interesting as well, as I record this episode in December, coronavirus year, 2020 year, I am reflecting on the way that so many businesses have had to really embrace a completely different reality, have had to embrace things that they planned, actions that they intended not happening, you know, landing on their faces because of the changed conditions and how amazingly some of those businesses have coped, have pivoted, have transformed their future by embracing the failure, in inverted commas, of the 2020 um, year. (laughs) What should we call it? I can think of actually the exact word that I want to say, but I'll try and keep this episode non-explicit. But it begins with head and ends with a very rude word. So I'm sure you can use your imaginations to envisage what word it is that I'm thinking of right now. And before we go any further, I wanted to just remind you that if you are enjoying the podcast, there are a couple of things you can do. If you go onto Apple Podcasts, you can leave me a podcast review. Now, it can be a little bit of a fiddle if you're doing this on the computer, but it is possible. Or if you're on an iPhone, it's much easier. It can all be done within the app. And I so, so appreciate those podcast reviews. They really do make a huge difference and allow me to get my reach widening and have new people hearing about the podcast, which is absolutely fantastic. And the other thing you can do is share my social media posts. I'm mainly on Instagram and LinkedIn, but sometimes also on Facebook. And you can find me there. The links are always available in the show notes. But if you can tag a friend or a colleague or an ex-colleague in a post who you know will find this mindset insight, this work about creating that purpose-led business owner headspace, then please, please do so because I'm finding that many of the people listening to the podcast have been referred it now. So there's becoming a bit of traction with word of mouth and it really is just so incredibly valuable um, for my podcast reach, for those uh, connections to be made and I really, really appreciate it. So if a review is tricky or Apple podcasts are not quite playing ball, then please do tag any of your relevant female entrepreneur and side hustler friends in the comments on Instagram or LinkedIn. And if you do kindly write me a review or do me a shout out on social media, send me a message as well so that I know who you are because sometimes the usernames are a little bit funky or different. Um, And I will be able to refer to your podcast review on a a new episode of the Resign and Shine podcast. And I'm going to do that just now because I had a fantastic review a couple of months ago from somebody called Sarah. And she is actually, her full name is Sarah Weaver. She is an amazing parenting coach. And if you have children who are highly sensitive 
or really emotionally intense, then she is the one to follow. She is an absolute expert in this area. And you can find her at withsarahweaver.com or on Facebook, you can look up with Sarah Weaver. I will also pop her link in the show notes because she is absolutely fantastic. And her review is wonderful. So she wrote this. This podcast is an absolute must listen if you are serious about creating a thriving business and desperate to get those stubborn mind monkeys out of the way. Lucy has a sharp mind and a wonderful ability to make the secrets to success seem so clear and achievable. I also really love her warm and relatable style and I can't wait to hear more. So thank you so much, Sarah, for those wonderful kind words. And I will return the favour by highly recommending Sarah's work with highly sensitive and emotionally intense children. Also have a look in the show notes if you'd like to book a clarity call with me. I say this most episodes, but you know, I can only cover so much in a 30 minute podcast and the work that I do with my clients goes so much deeper on all of these issues, on ironing out those self-sabotaging behaviors and really getting you empowered and thriving in your purpose-led business. So you'll need to go to the link in the show notes or type in Calendly dot com forward slash Lucy Orton to apply to book on a clarity call with me where we can talk about your business, your mindset issues and how we might work together to get you and your business success into orbit. So on with today's show. And why is it that I want to talk to you about the business of failing? Why is this one of my mindset passion areas? Well, So much of what we can tend to do as business owners, if we don't watch our mindset blocks, watch those gremlins sneaking in, can be about not failing. So we are holding ourselves back because we're being too cautious. We're not wanting to take risks. We're not wanting to do or say something which could be construed as unsuccessful or as failing. And this can really mean that we end up stuck. We end up doing the same thing, playing small and not making those strides in our business and in our empowerment as the CEO of our purpose-led businesses. And I think when we recognise that, we recognise that some of our actions are not about succeeding, but instead they are around not failing and how restrictive and negative that approach can be, that preventative approach to success then we can really superpower ourselves as business owners and we can get braver, we can be more seen and we get to understand what it is that works and what helps us progress in our business and what doesn't and what to avoid in the future. And we can also often find out as well what serves our clients best, what serves our clients brilliantly, what the feedback is. If we're constantly in that learning zone, that it's okay to get things wrong, it's okay to fail. And I think something that's really key to mention here about why the business of failing is so important to you is that as a purpose led business owner, This is even more of a head-messing issue. It really is something that gets my purpose-led business entrepreneurs and side hustlers a bit upset and a bit twisted in their thinking 
because your work really matters and you feel really deeply about it and it matters for you and your family, but the end result matters too. You have integrity and you're driven by purpose and excellence. And while I'm saying yes, failure is great and you need to be in the business of failing, that doesn't mean that you need to be in the business of sloppiness or of getting things wrong repeatedly for your clients. It's more about those iterations, the experimental nature and the testing and the trying out that you are able to do when you have this more uh, positive approach to failing. And as I say as well, I don't also expect anyone to say, I failed and it felt amazing immediately. That's not going to happen. You know, when we get things wrong, when things don't um, pan out exactly as we want them to. So maybe that's when a launch doesn't go quite how we intended or a piece of client work hits the spot, but it doesn't get as a rave testimonial, then that can hurt. That can smart for sure. That's not something that I'm saying, you know, ignore or don't feel. Absolutely, you will feel it. You will feel those pain points and those uh, disappointment emotions. And that's absolutely okay. You know, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, that I'm not into gung-ho happyology as my old teacher, Robert Biswas Dina, describes it. I'm really not into that. It's extremely unhealthy and it's not something that I think any of us should aim for in our businesses or our lives. But when we are able to reframe the process of failing and the longer term experience and benefits of failing as something that is going to help us, it does lead us to a far more positive place in the long term even if in the short term, it can feel a bit unpleasant. It can feel uh, not so great. What also I think is really interesting about when you have an approach where you're happy to fail and learn, then you look at those successes differently. And I will be talking about this on a future podcast about celebrating wins and really owning those successes. But I do think a more healthy approach to failure and a more progressive and kind approach to getting things wrong makes those successes all the more sweet. Which leads me neatly to my next point, which is about the fact that big businesses absolutely fail and they make mistakes and things go wrong on a big scale for them. And we can learn from that even if we are solopreneurs, even if we are a business owner with a small team of under 100 people, under 50 people, we can learn from those with massive teams and with global networks. And a couple of recommendations for you are the Guy Raz podcasts, which are called How I Built This with Guy Raz, which sounds very constructive and very positive. But actually, a lot of what he talks about in those fantastic podcasts is about failing, about when things go wrong, about when massive brand owners have made boo-boos along the way, have pivoted, have changed, have gone in completely different directions. One of the episodes which I listened to years ago was all about the Melissa and Doug wooden toy company and how they started out as a pair of traveling salespeople selling in 
some kids TV on videos and it really did sound (laughs) dreadful but they made a pivot and they changed their ideas and they created the most phenomenal brand. So How I Built This is a fantastic podcast as is Elizabeth Day's How to Fail podcast which is more explicitly about failure but it takes on very similar issues and very um, interesting businesses and how and people and brands and well-known movements that have gone through these iterations of failing before they hit their success point and sometimes also failing after success you know making missteps making mistakes and I think that's also a very interesting learning for us as business owners this is a process like everything in mindset and happiness and growth and progression it's a process and we won't always have a completely smooth ride ahead but when we understand the journey And we understand the importance of accepting that this is part of what we are and how we behave as reflective business owners, then it makes the whole uh, experience feel so, so much better. And I also will pop in the show notes a link to a fantastic article by the company BrewDog, which I read this week, or maybe it was the week before, it was in November. So by the time you're listening to this, actually, it'll be about a about a month old, this article. But it was a great piece about how many times they as a company had failed and their top 10, I believe, biggest failures. And I would say this was not a PR puff piece. The failures that they described were big, And they were, some of them, you know, really bad. One of them was the example where they tried to get into some genderless marketing campaigns about their IPA beers, and they ended up really seeming like one of the worst kind of gendered campaigns. Um, You know, the joke just didn't drop properly. The execution was poor. And they ended up sort of playing into the stereotypes that they were trying to fight against. So these are real mistakes and real failures they're not kind of just saying oh we did something slightly wrong but we're still amazing I found it a really great article so I'll post that into the show notes um and you know I I think that's really reassuring for us especially when we're in the first couple of years of our business to recognize that even the big big bods get it wrong they can even the big bods can get it wrong they can make these mistakes And they can absolutely recover and grow and reflect and even use them in future as ways of making themselves more human, more real. And I'll come to that issue again a bit later on. But let's pause here and just have a think about why it is a problem for your business if you avoid failure or if you don't allow yourself to be in this business of failing in a positive way and a reflective way and a growth-oriented way in 2021. And really, these boil down to some big but very clear uh, points, which is it will hold you back. It will keep you playing small and it will stop you from taking those mini and major risks that we need to take as business owners where we put our line in the sand. We say, this is who I am. We get visible and we are prepared to try something, to have a suck it and see approach to our business mindset and our business success because nothing is forever. It's just for now. And if you make a mistake, then you can absolutely handle that. 
And in reality, many of the failures that you have with your business will be behind closed doors. That's just the way of it. You know, you'll try something, it doesn't quite work. You're not going to need to announce that in an article like the BrewDog CEO did, but it will still teach you something. So there is nothing to be afraid of or no reason to have an avoidant approach to your business where you only take actions that feel really safe because then you are going to stay in your comfort zone rather than evolving that comfort zone and making sure that you are stretching yourself and growing your business and moving forward forward with all of your goals and taking them on wholeheartedly rather than taking them on to the point where you think this isn't going to affect me badly. So why then is failing on the other side of the coin so delicious? Why is it such a positive for us as business owners? Well, I think it really does make us learn so much more than success. I have known in my own business that when I've had an achievement of success, I have celebrated it, but I have also remembered the times when it didn't work and how I tweaked and changed and made the process better or the client work better or the communication piece better. And I've actually give myself a pat on the back for the process as well as the success that came at the end of it. It becomes part of the same story. Um, And yet we learn so much more from the plot line where we maybe were having more failures or getting more things wrong or certain elements weren't landing amazingly for whatever reason. We learn so, so much more from that. And it's part of being a reflective business owner who constantly wants to evolve and change and improve how we present ourselves to the world, but also more importantly, how we serve those that we want to empower and help out there in the world. In addition, failing is brilliant because it shows that we are human and people can be very forgiving of a typo or a badly edited video or whatever it is, especially if they also run their own business because they realise the work that's gone into it, the intention behind it. And, you know, as I've talked about on a very popular podcast episode, the one about taking imperfect action, people fail and make mistakes. And that is part of being a functioning human who is striving and trying to push yourself forwards. Recognising that and giving ourselves those dosages that I've talked about in the past of self-kindness, that permission for self-care when things don't go 100% right in our businesses, allowing ourselves that time to feel better and work on our emotions and allow those emotions to be felt um, without feeling you have to move on and plow on and get on with the very next thing immediately. So that self-kindness piece is so important in working out how failure can absolutely have a part in your business and isn't something to be afraid of or run away from or keep your goal small so that you never have to rub up against it. In addition, embracing failure as something that can exist and coexist with success in your business 
is really wonderful because it allows us to treat our businesses as an experiment, an ongoing, tweakable test that we're doing where nothing is fixed and nothing stays quite the same. You're always having different iterations, you're trying things out and you're approaching it like you would a document you can go back and edit rather than a final exam. And I think the analogy of the final exam is a really important one to dig into for many of my clients and my particular type of female client set who have high expectations. They are high achievers and they are the people who have pushed themselves in their lives and in their businesses to do brilliantly at all times. And they can sometimes get bogged down in some of those academic ideas around examinations and turning up and being absolutely on point at every single moment of the day. And it really isn't like that in business. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And it is an editable document, not a final exam done under two hours or four hours of exam conditions. It just isn't. Now, in the final section of this podcast, I want to talk to you about how we can, in an actionable way, embrace failure in our lives and how we can tweak our mindset to allow that failure in as a possibility rather than something we're trying to avoid and holding ourselves back in the process. So the phrase failing forwards is a really nice one. It means when we look at failure as something that we learn from, we reflect on and we keep progressing our business forwards or our lives forwards based on our learnings from our past errors. So I think bearing in mind that phrase failing forward or I fail forward is really, really powerful and can just be a useful reminder if things don't go how you want them to go, that it's not the end of the world. Now that leads me on to my next point, which is the importance of not catastrophizing. And I will at some point do a podcast all about catastrophizing because it's a really big one for many of my clients. It's something that I see everywhere. And in lots of our mindset uh, gremlins, the catastrophication mode is strong. I don't know if catastrophication is a word, but we'll go with it. And what I mean by that is zooming in on the worst case scenario, making ourselves feel so worried about how things could go wrong and how they could really, really deeply go wrong Um, and going from sort of 0 to 60 or 0 to 120 in terms of I've sent the wrong email to I'm probably going to be destitute in the street now. Um, And I'm sure you've had experiences of that kind of thinking because it is something that many of my clients have struggled with in the past to some extent or another. So removing catastrophic thinking from your mindset and from your business mindset specifically is so important because everything in Marie Forleo's words is figureoutable and that even includes mistakes. You can figure things out, you can move things forward, you can change things up. So even when something seems really bad, there's always a way out of that, even if it feels like a mess at the time. Obviously, removing perfectionism from your mindset, which you know is something I'm really, really passionate about, will hugely help you embrace being in the business of failing in 2021. So not expecting to get things right first time and allowing yourself to just go ahead and take those imperfect actions will be hugely beneficial to you. 
Embracing that tweaking and that improvement is another actionable way that you can approach your business tasks. So when you need to do something and it's something new or something that feels a bit scary, approaching it and embracing that attitude of I'm tweaking and I'm improving rather than I'm looking for something that is going to be the finished product is really freeing. And, you know, almost imagining that you're in a a science laboratory and you're adding in different components to see what works best or Maybe a cooking analogy helps with this, that you're tweaking a recipe and you're trying it out maybe once a week for several months to hit on that perfect ingredient mix. So I think bearing in mind that experimental approach in all that you do is really, really key. And my final top tip is to embrace patience. And this is something that I still work on because I am not the world's most patient person. But embracing patience in terms of getting things how you want them to be within your business and recognising that it's all part of a journey and a process is really useful because things are not going to happen overnight. There is no such thing as overnight success. If you've heard that is, it, it does happen overnight after years and years of working towards something or uh, learning or experiences. It's very, very rare, if not unheard of, for things to just turn out perfectly overnight. So embracing patience is a really key mindset tool to giving yourself a fairer ride in terms of accepting that failure is absolutely part of success and something that can teach us so much and be so incredibly valuable. Well, I hope that today's episode has inspired you about failing forwards and about being in the business of failing and succeeding in 2021. Just a reminder that if you want to jump on a clarity call, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton. And also, I've just thought I'm going to pop in the show notes as well. My free guides, they're always there, but I forget every week to mention them. Um, One of them is really relevant because it's about slaying your business goals and creating an amazing power routine, which does not involve getting up at 5am unless that's your bag. Um, to really help you move forward with your business and with your goals and your mindset in order to achieve that fantastic purpose-led business success that I know you're all working towards. So I hope you found today's episode really valuable. I have loved doing it and I look forward to being back with you in a week's time. And in the meantime, enjoy the last few days or weeks of December whenever I'm posting this episode. Take care and bye for now.